0: Welcome to Printing Profits Q Four. If you run an online store, just the mere mention of the holiday rush has likely already got you sweating. The last quarter of the year is the busiest and also the most profitable time for online merchants, whether it's getting the right listings up, handling customer service and high expectations, or dealing with those tight deadlines. It pays to stay on top of the holiday season and all it has to offer you and your customers. Welcome to Printing Profits, I'm Talish Zuffer. Byron Allen's rise as a force to be reckoned with in print on demand has been no small feat. He started his journey back in 2014 after purchasing a heat press to create his own t-shirts. And despite almost giving up after getting only a few sales, he opened his first Etsy store in 2018. But with the demands on his time increasing with his manual screen printing process, Byron eventually discovered print-on-demand and his sales took off. He earned his first $100,000 by the end of 2021, and by 2022, grew that number to $350,000. Needless to say, Byron knows a thing or two about working the holiday season, which is what we're going to talk to him about today. Hey, Byron, thanks for joining us. Hey, no problem.
1: I, I appreciate being here.
0: So listen, I've been reading your story and uh, I'm absolutely fascinated because this whole journey started off for you with the purchase of your first heat press in 2014, before you even got to print on demand. Can you tell me when you got that first heat press, what was some of the expectations that you had for your business?
1: Um. So I don't know. I just really just jumped into it. Um, I, I purchased it with the idea of just getting, creating my designs, pressing my shirts, and then just selling the shirts as, as it was. So I, I really didn't have an expectation. I just jumped into it, uh, full throttle. <laughs> and I started with, uh, contacting family members, you know, getting yeah. those, those easy sales, but as you know, uh, that's not scalable. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I just I just jumped into it. Um I was just looking for an opportunity and um it ended up growing once I uh, started with my own website and stuff like that. So, right. Yeah.
0: I mean, in 20, 2015, uh, I read that you decided to commit to being a full-time entrepreneur just a year after you got your st- your, your press. Um, and that didn't really work out for you for a while, didn't it? So, what
1: lessons did you learn during that
0: time about running a business?
1: Uh, the biggest lesson <laughs> I, guess, I, I think that came from that was uh, to track your analytics hmm. um, because you will think that you're you're because you, you will get into a point to where you're rolling and it's and it's going good yeah and so what happened with me was during the holiday season at that time i didn't really understand how much of a impact q4 has yeah. on the business so um, I was doing really well. So it was like, okay, we, we're gonna roll, roll with this, you know? <laughs> and so after Q4 ended, it just really just, uh, took a dive. And so oh, yeah. at, at that time I wasn't tracking, uh, analytics, um, you know, as far as in sales and and customer traffic and stuff like that. So the biggest thing I learned is to, to track your analytics data will, will will help you a ton. It'll save you um, because you could take your previous data, uh, look forward and you can predict what you will do in the future, you know, so. So how would that have helped you during that,
0: during that time?
1: Like if, if you
0: did have access to the data, what, what, how would that have helped you? I would have known not to,
1: uh, go full time. <laughs> <And laughs>
0: <laughs> take a little bit of time before you dove into it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, take, take some time, uh, before it. Cause it, especially if, if I would have seen some data like, um, you know, previous businesses or something like that, yeah. uh, what, what would happen, um, like outside of Q4, I would have known to, uh, look for the sales to take a dive rather than it coming as a surprise like yeah. that. And yeah, and um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we went to zero after
0: that. <laughs> well, how did you? How did you stay motivated? I mean, you mentioned the fact that there was a point where you you weren't making a lot of sales, you were about to give up. What what kept you in the game?
1: Um, just having this this desire to, cause okay, so. The way I see it is like there's different ways you can create. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's an artist, an artist likes to draw, and that's one way to create. But I never see myself mm-hmm. as like an artist. Mm-hmm. So I like to create with, with business and to be able to create uh, systems mm-hmm. to where I can I can run a business. So um, working my my normal jobs, I wasn't able to really be able to put my ideas to test. Interesting. Yeah. And so, um, after a while, you just feel like you're stuck in a box, mm. you know. And so, wanting to get out their box really just kept me going, you know. Um, and you know, I just I just wanted to be able to put my ideas to test more than um, being scared of failing, you know. So. Yeah.
0: Well, look. I mean, obviously, as an online seller now, um, you're no stranger to Q4. We were just talking about that. Um, what are some of the ways now, after all the experience that you've had, that you prepare for the holiday season?
1: So now, um, what what's funny about that is I used to work for at a warehouse uh, home with Home Depot, mm-hmm. and we did all online orders, like the one point two square million foot building in all the orders we're dealing with is online orders right and so um what i learned is that right after q4 from the beginning uh for at the beginning of the year you're you're preparing for the next q4 mm. and so that always stuck with me once i started back again and so um i just took that and so the entire year Whatever we're doing, we're looking for winning products. Mm. So if the product is going to win throughout the year, Q4 is going to explode. So oh, that's all we're doing. That's all we're doing is um, looking for winning products. If it can win throughout the year, we know exactly what to you know, put the money into as far as in yeah. advertising and stuff like that and let it take off. That must be kind of tough though,
0: because Q4 you know, is all about the holiday season. So how do you test holiday designs between January and say, I don't know, September?
1: Well, the, the funny thing is we, we do holiday designs as well, mm-hmm. but a lot of the times what's funny is that um, with Q4, a lot of times people are buying stuff for their family members. Mm-hmm. And so we make a lot of family oriented uh, products, and so that's what we focus on a lot as far as in uh, when we're doing product creation. So once Q4 hit, you know people are typing in something, the a gift for grandma, a gift for grandpa, gift for mom. So when we create things that's orient that's family oriented, it, it really it really takes off. And then a lot of times, uh, if you create some products for lower competition mm. niches so maybe it might be like a, a welder or you know a odd a job that yeah. a lot of people don't work a, a lot of times in q4 people are looking for specific gifts for these people right so you could have something that really don't do much during the year and that can take off during q4 you know so
0: so how do you keep track of that i mean you you just said that like you're you're testing stuff until q4 if it works out you put it in then um but a lot of this stuff that you try you know you're saying also doesn't work until q4 so how how do you what's the metric here how do you how do you know those products will do well if they're not already doing well in the earlier half of the
1: year so we use uh tools such as uh E rank uh i don't know if you heard oh yeah of oh yeah we know E rank <laughs> okay so yeah e-rank uh Alora, um they got other ones marmalade right and uh everby so we use these type of tools seo and, tools uh, yeah trending trend trend trackers yeah mm-hmm. and so a lot of times what you'll see with some of these lower searched niches mm-hmm. is that it peaks in december Or November, December. So it's like, okay, it's not getting search traffic until this time. So that's kind of a way to let you know what what could possibly work. It's not guaranteed, but it lets you know what could possibly work uh, during Q4. Because you will see it got one big spike. It's like, okay, what month is this? (laughs) November, December, you know, yeah. <laughs> so. So not only are you trying to sell as much as
0: possible during Q4, but you're also trying, you're also keeping track on trends to see what's popping
1: so that you can kind of get that going on for next year, right? Mm-hmm. The more you sell, the, the more you put out there, the more you sell, the more data you get. And then um, you look back at the previous year, mm-hmm. that'll help you for the next year. Right. Go another year. Now you got two years of data. Oh yeah. You know you you look back, and so as you continue to build, you you your business get predictable. Once it gets predictable, it gets it starts to get much easier. Then at that point, you're just focusing on on scaling. You know, because when you are first starting, you know you're just trying to get those sales, trying to see what's working and stuff like that. But once you get a good system down. Mm-hmm it becomes predictable. And then now you're just working to see how can I scale this? I know it's working now. How can I scale this year after year? Pretty much. Right. I mean, it sounds like you have a
0: lot of intense demands, you know, on your time, um, which is actually one of the reasons reasons that you switched to POD in the first place. Because you know, especially with, I mean, I can't imagine you manually printing all this stuff yourself. But how do you prioritize your workload during the holiday season? I mean, you're selling, you're tracking, you're creating, you're keeping track. How do
1: you, how do you stay on top of it all? It's <laughs> Q four is wild. Uh, Q four is a very wild time. Um, this this past Q four, I thought I had everything, uh, you know, down packed to where I I would just be monitoring the the business, and so I ended up having to be the customer service rep for us, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. you know, because um, the, the amount of customer service. A uh, request that we got was just—it was crazy. Yeah. Like I was literally probably answering anywhere from two to five hundred messages wow. per day. Oh yeah, and I, I would work like 16, 17 hours uh, a couple of days, you know. And so, um, I was—that's not what I was expecting to be doing. <laughs> but now, like, like I said, you know, you you get that data in, yeah. And so now we got a customer service person um, trained. Um, got two, yeah, two two people that can do customer service. Um, so now I'm more prepared going into this Q4. And so um, this Q4, I'm just looking to uh, be be on top of the data, data day to day. You know, so.
0: Um, Must have been a nice feeling when you can finally take your business to the point where you're hiring staff.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Uh, it, it 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 frees up your time. You know, uh, a lot of people they they look to just um, at the at the profit. You know, mm-hmm. which you know you want profit, but then you want to look at the long term. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you look at the long term, you're going to make different decisions. Rather than when you're just looking to just make a, a quick dollar, yeah. and so I'm always looking down the road, you know, in in the future of of growing this to to multi millions. Yeah. So you know, I make different decisions versus me when I was just trying to make some money. Yeah. You know. <laughs> well, hey, listen. Now that I
0: got you on 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 the Q Q4... four nostalgia do you have like a favorite war story of yourself in q4 like some of the craziest q4 seasons you've ever heard i mean i know listen 500 to 600 emails gets pretty crazy but uh, has it ever gotten you know worse than that or nuts than that uh, that was it really that was it <laughs> that was, that was i mean the that's war not bad story. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was the war story <laughs> 500 um, 600
0: emails man i don't know how you um, did that
1: <laughs> Like before, like, you know, when I before I moved to print on demand, when we was pressing the shirts ourselves, you know, we would be working maybe eight, nine hours pressing shirts and and shipping it out. Um, I thought that was the war story. But um, no, Um, customer service, 16 hours, 17 hours in a day to where. I'm going to sleep and then waking up and going straight back to customer service. That's, that's it. (laughs) Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy.
0: Well, listen, you talked about switching to print on demand. So I want to backtrack a little bit here. Um, So you mentioned doing this all manually when you first started. Uh, What led you to switch to print on demand and and how did that help you grow your business?
1: All right. So what led me to um, switching to print on demand? Um, we was growing pretty, pretty well. And in 2020, uh, the crazy year, um, you know, the stimulus checks dropped and stuff like that. So sales exploded for online. And so, um, that was the first year we, we hit a hundred, a hundred thousand. And so, um, as it, it, far as in, in sales. Wow. And so that next year, I didn't grow much mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't grow much at all and when i look back at the data uh i didn't spend much time creating products because mm. all of my time was spent printing and, and shipping and right. customer service and ordering managing inventory so that that took my my time up so it was like okay in order for us to keep scaling either we're going to have to get a building and, and start trying to get some help right? or either I can go to print on demand. And so if, when I thought about it, if I would to have to get a building, then that's going to be a different business model. A lot and more costs for sure. Yeah. <laughs> a lot more costs, the totally different business model. So it was like, okay, what am I good at? And mm-hmm. th- the thing that I'm good at the most um, is uh, research, doing research. Mm. I love doing the boring stuff. So <laughs> it's fun to me. It's fun to me when you can find uh, a, a winning product or 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 keyword to where it's just wide open and it's like wow, it's like digging for gold, you know? Yeah. And so when when I decided, okay, I'm a, I'm gonna go with what I'm best at, mm-hmm. where I can spend my time at. So it just made sense to go. To print on demand. And so that's when I got with Printify and then I started slowly shifting from me printing Mm -hmm. to Printify printing to eventually 100% (laughs) print on demand. Yeah. So So how do you
0: separate your time these days? I mean, you've come so far since then. So what is your what is what is your time? Like if you if we talk about the way that you divide your time, where does your time mostly go? You know, are you tracking the data? Are you designing more? Are you listing? Like, how does your how does your schedule work
1: out now? So now uh, for me today, um, I don't I don't spend any time designing Mm -hmm. or or listing products. Um, I got a system to where that that gets taken care of. So, mostly when I'm working in my working in my business, or, or rather on it, mm-hmm. I'm I'm doing data. I'm just looking at data, and I'm doing uh, research. And so, uh, when I find a, a, a nice hole, I can just say, "Hey, here we have something right here. Let's create some product." And then the system that I have, we can get products out there. The next day, once I find something, and so um, yeah, mostly just working on data, finances, stuff like that, and then it also allowed me since we have a system and I have people that work with me, um, it, it allows me to create content. I like mm. content creation, so so you're dabbling yeah. in the marketing a little bit too. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm doing I'm doing some marketing. Uh, as far as in uh, building a personal brand, um, teaching people the business, stuff like that. People want to learn. So, yeah. So, that's the next system that I'm working on now to where we're putting out content across uh, multiple platforms. Mm -hmm. You know? And so, um, oh, and then also we're expanding. And that's another thing I'm working on as well. So, I started with Etsy, which I'm um, still on Etsy, mm-hmm. but we're now we're expanding uh, into our, um, Shopify store oh, hey, and we're getting into, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And so we're getting into running ads, Facebook ads, Google ads, um, and actually like building the brand now to where, um, cause we got a big customer base. So mm-hmm. now it's just bringing them in on our social media, creating content and just, uh, making them uh- Loving royal fans, you know,
0: so repeat customers, getting them coming back, right? Because that's exactly. the thing. Like once exactly. you sort of like nourish your niche or nourish your audience, um, that 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 or that content that you're talking about is, especially if you're trying to get organic traffic back to your back to your stores, is super super important. Was that a priority for you in the beginning, like when you first started, or was it just sort of like get the products in the in the top trending niches, or or, or is that something newer now that you're focusing on creating this organic? traffic
1: yeah it's it's something i'm doing more so of now Mm -hmm. because i understand etsy is a marketplace and you know it's you can bring customers back we get repeat customers but at the same time with the attention span of Mm today and the algorithms is getting really good at showing you what you want to get i understand that you know they can purchase from other people yeah and so that's why I, I never really focused on repeat customers on the Etsy platform. Interesting. I just focus on um, uh, winning products, just finding winning products that people, people love. And so now when we start with our Shopify and really pushing the Shopify store, yeah. then we're gonna be looking to bring the customers back in because now we'll have more control as far as in what we can do uh with email marketing you know we can mail something to the to their door right um you know just just have a little more fun with it you know so now we're we're focusing on repeat customers now and, and building it that customer base not just, to say that we didn't do it yeah not to say that we didn't do it but um and just more so now it's more of a priority now because like you said like that just the way that
0: etsy works is completely different than you know the the kind of traffic that you're trying to get to a shopify site like that's where more of that you know attention should go i mean you talked about analyzing the data you talked about you know making sure you're keeping an eye on seo when you when when q4 is done and that holiday season is over and you mentioned that you're testing out new products um what kind of changes do you try to make for the next year is it is it like how do you evaluate how well Q4 went like I know it's like did we make a lot of money of course but like you know to your standards how do you evaluate if it went well or not?
1: Well yeah of course you know the the sales is mm-hmm. is one thing but then it's also is like how how smooth was our process is mm-hmm. like did we run into did we have bottlenecks you know and okay how how will we solve? Uh, these bottlenecks and so like for example we do a lot of custom products on etsy and etsy don't have the best system as far as in cut with custom things when you need to get yes maybe photos from customers and stuff like that and so that's where we you know worked on as far as in getting workarounds, and so um we we've worked on a a system for that. And, uh, we have put it into testing. So, um, it's going pretty good. It's going pretty good. So just seeing, um, you know, what our bottlenecks are mm-hmm. so going back to the customer service thing, how can we improve that? And just kind of like having a meeting, of uh, okay, Whew, we could breathe. <laughs> okay. What, what happened? What did everybody like? What did they, what did they not like? And then we just kind of like having a round table and then just actually doing something about uh the issues that we had and looking to see how we can make it more easier for the next year
0: well hey byron before i let you go i'm i'm what i what i find fascinating about your story is you did this by yourself in the beginning you got the heat press by yourself you you started to you know create your etsy store by yourself next thing you know you're finding Yourself in charge of people. You're leading a team, you know, and then you're. It, it's a it's a workshopping process. You finish. You start over. You keep working with them. You try to become better. Um, how do you, how does that feel now? Going from like an individual entrepreneur, an operator by yourself, to now being in charge of a team. I mean, what lessons did you have to learn along the way? Because it's not. I is it the same as like running a store? I imagine it must be different.
1: You you know it, it's funny. I was just thinking about that right before you asked. <laughs> Because sometimes I I look at like our systems that we have and it's like, dang, like I created this. And it's like taking a a form of its own. And uh, man, sometimes I just sit back and think about it because I remember the days where, you know, I'm going to the library, you know, four or five hours straight. Uh, just creating listings, doing everything by myself, and so um, it, it's it's crazy uh, to to think about it now, how how it is now. So, what I would say, as far as what's on top of my head, mm-hmm. giving somebody advice, um, if you're working a job and they have leadership training. Mm take the leadership training Interesting, because that will help you a lot. And so um, I took leadership training at my last two previous jobs. So it helps you as far as in with dealing with people, conflict resolution and stuff like that. So uh, pretty much everything I learned in the past helped me today. Yeah. You know, the things that I thought I wouldn't need again, you know, it all come back full circle. So everything I've learned has come back to help me today. So, But you got to be purposeful about it. That's
0: the thing. You got to make sure that you're, you know, you, you you never lose a skill, right? You're always gaining skills and seeing how you can apply them.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Have intention, yeah. intention. <laughs> be sure, make, make sure when you make a decision, you can, you can ask yourself, why am I doing it? Mm-hmm. And have an answer. If you can do that, you'll you get you'll get much further faster because a lot of us you know we're, we're just flown through life mm. you know with really no plan and no purpose as long as you can have your plan and a purpose and intention you can you can guide your steps you're gonna you're gonna get there you know you might you might run into a detour yeah. but you know you you know the destination you know it's kind of like um google maps or something you know it's gonna get you there (laughs) google maps your life
0: i love that well hey there's no better mic drop moment than that moment right there byron thanks for chatting us with us today i really
1: appreciate that i appreciate it i appreciate you having me on i appreciate it this is printing profits hey this is printing success Crisp Tips by Sarah from Wholesale Ted. And one tip that I have is that one of the best ways to get upsells for customers is to repurpose your design onto multiple products. Because you think about it, right? If a customer really likes a design as a t-shirt, then if you go and print that design onto other products, such as a sticker or a hoodie, when they see that, they'll go, oh, I really loved it as a t-shirt, why don't I also buy it then as a sticker? And the same applies to pattern prints as well. If you have a popular pattern print, then you can repurpose that as well by selling it onto other all over products such as blankets or pillows or other all over print clothing. To get inspired, check out the best sellers tab within Printify to see what other products that you could repurpose your designs onto.
0: This is Printing Profits. As Madonna said, if we take a holiday just time to celebrate, it would be so nice for our profit margins. Okay, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I did add in that last bit, but it still makes sense. In today's trend spotting, we're diving deeper into classic holiday tropes and how to find new niches that will help you stand out and earn more money. Now, while the holidays do bring in the most money, they're also the most saturated with competition. Let's start with a bang, Christmas. It's the most wonderful and most profitable time of the year. But before you start adding a bunch of reds and greens and selling designs with Santa hats, Christmas trees, jingle bells, and ho 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 quotes, remember that this is all shoppers see at this time of the year. Try merging your Christmas designs instead with pop culture phenomena that are currently trending. For example, if everyone's gushing over Pedro Pascal in December, make an all I want for Christmas is a daddy t-shirt with a picture of your favorite zombie slaying father figure in the front. Next up, the scariest time of the year, Black Friday. Oops, oh, sorry, I meant Halloween. Instead of simply slapping an orange jack-o-lantern on a t-shirt, think about ways to adapt traditionally scary characters like ghosts, skeletons, and movie villains into something funny or even cute like I can't wait to see you again. For Independence Day, dive deeper into the red, white, and blue. Go for a retro Americana design. Think old school Coca-Cola and glass bottles, diners, and a more muted color scheme. And last but definitely not least, Thanksgiving. Look beyond the turkeys and think of other Thanksgiving tropes like pumpkin pie, pumpkin spice lattes, family gatherings, for better or for worse, football, and of course, leftovers. Take them and create cute animated characters or slap on a witty pun. So to summarize in a nutshell, one, when creating a design, research what others are selling and take a different approach. And number two, try to find ways to adapt current pop culture trends to a more holiday themed design. Thanks for listening to Printing Profits. We'd like to thank Byron Allen for sharing his experience with us. And at the same time, introduce you to the talented team behind this program. Executive producer, Laura Jalvite. Associate producer, Anita Njoki. Technical and video production, Emils Yasuns and Valerius Olechno. Sound production, Krischer's Hartmanis. And I'm Talas Zuffer. See you next time.